If you're still looking for a gift for maybe the smartest friend you have, or maybe the funniest friend you have, or maybe that atheist you know, I have a perfect suggestion for you. And there's still plenty of time to get it, and you need to do that. If not for your friend, for yourself, maybe both. I want to introduce you to my friend, Evan Sayet, who is one of the funniest people I know. You know, smart people tend to be funny, and funny people, truly if truly hilarious people, tend to be smart. And if you ever meet Evan, you'll know that he is both of those on steroids. And the smart part of Evan makes the funny part funnier, and the funny part of Evan makes the smart part even smarter. And he's here with us today. Help me before I talk myself into a circle, Evan. Well, I, I would, but you just blew it. You aren't supposed to mention the steroids. Um, oh, that's really damn. just supposed to be between you and me. Sorry. But, okay. <laughs> Evan has a, a lengthy career in, in writing for some very funny people. And, you know, when, when I look over your resume, Evan, and look at some of the people that you, you worked alongside, you know, I see the Bill Maher stuff. I see some of the, the, some of the co- comedy that you were writing and contributing to might be considered liberal. Do we technically call you a liberal that escaped the plantation? Is that fair? Well, first of all, I am I am not a, uh, a right-wing fanatic. What I am is an anti-left-wing fanatic. And, you know, I grew up, I'm a New York City-born liberal, lowercase l, Jew in the entertainment industry. None of these things were very thoughtful on my behalf. They were just sort of the default factory setting for somebody born into my demographic. I never gave voting Democrats even a moment's thought. And to be honest with you, I never gave God's existence even a moment's thought. It it was just sort of the people that I grew up with and hung around with. And when I moved out to Hollywood, spent my adult life with. Uh, And and, and so, you know, you just kind of nod and go along. But at a certain point in your life, especially as the left moved further left, you know, it's hard to even know who is a liberal lowercase L and who's a conservative because everybody who's sane is now on the political right. Yeah, that's a that's an astounding statement to make. Everyone who's sane is now on the political right. Uh, one of the things that made me want to reach out to Evan for this discussion was what's happened in the last week and the uh, the movement to remove God from everywhere in America. We saw it at the Iowa Capitol with the uh, Temple of Satan display that then got cut down by a Christian who got arrested. You see it in the Tennessee schools where they have in an elementary school, an after-school Satan club. And I realize what's at play here is not just allowing the Satanic club to have its place in the schools, but it's ultimately going to mean the banning of all religious displays in government buildings and in in schools, public schools. So that's the game that's going on. And the reason why Evan is here is because his book, his latest book, he's he's got quite a few. You see, he's he's not just somebody who stumbled into uh, this author thing. His latest book is called Magic Soup, Typing Monkeys and Horny Aliens from Outer Space. Uh, one of the greatest titles ever written. Evan, but this is a a brilliant takedown of the atheist argument. I have to tell you, I'm in all honesty, I'm 40, maybe 45 percent through the book. And that was just from picking it up this morning and saying, hey, I should scan this. 
Well, you can't just scan this book. It pulls you in because Evan takes a factual argument to so many different atheist claims uh, that there can't be a God that you, you have to stay with it. You have to. I got a page of notes here, Evan. Um, what drove you, Evan, say it to to finally take this on? to write about the, uh, the idea of magic soup or primordial ooze, as the, the scientific community likes to call it, uh, and the typing monkeys, and, of course, the horny aliens from outer space, which I think was a band I saw in the 80s. Yeah, it, it does sound like a punk rock band. Oh, this book is actually an unintentional, but nonetheless, uh, it, it's what it is. The, the third book in my trilogy. If you go back to what made me famous in the conservative community, it was my first book, The Kindergarten of Eden, How the Modern Liberal Thinks. And then my second book, The Woke Supremacy, which was really the modern liberal just 10 or 12 years later. And, and militant atheism. Right? Atheism is a personal belief has been around forever, you know, for as long as, as man has been on this earth. But militant atheism, the the enforced non-belief across an entire society is fairly new to the modern world. I mean, it was only given credence when, when Karl Marx first wrote his Communist Manifesto, and it only first came to power with the Russian Revolution. And since then, there have been five militantly atheists. Right? You, can, you cannot believe in God. I don't think you should. I think that the science is on the side of God. But nonetheless, when when... It's part of a bigger political ideology. There's only been five. There's been Leninism, Stalinism, Hitlerism, Maoism, and now wokeism. And I go back to my very first book, my very first speech to the Heritage Foundation, where I said that indiscriminateness, not discriminating between right and wrong, good and evil, better and worse, truth and lies, indiscriminateness is a moral imperative because its opposite is discrimination. And, and so God obviously requires discrimination between good and evil, right and wrong, better and worse. But Mike, what's truly interesting and frightening about militant atheism is every militant atheist movement that has ever been has made the same promise. If you abandon God and, and you anoint us as gods, we will manufacture a totally unique human being that will then bring paradise. So the communists were going to create a, a totally unselfish human being. <laughs> the Nazis were going to create the totally stoic human being. Well, the woke promised to, commit to, to, to engineer the human being who is totally devoid of hate. And the truth is they are totally devoid of hate. They don't hate evil. They don't hate ugliness. They don't hate terror. This is why when they look at the Palestinians and, and the Israelis, they don't hate the evil of the Palestinians, and therefore they only feel sorry for their oppression. They don't hate evil. They don't hate, and because love and hate is a single concept, you can't remove hate without removing love. You can't love good unless you hate evil. You can't love justice unless you hate injustice. And so this is a, a group of people now who are totally indifferent to everything. They're indifferent to God. They're indifferent to country. They're, they're indifferent to morals. They're indifferent to, to uh, they're even indifferent to their own children. If you ask a parent, they'll say, oh, my child is my best friend. <laughs> but, but, but truly indifference. For example, they don't support open borders. 
because they love the migrants. They don't know the migrants. So how can they love them? They support open borders because they're indifferent to the victims of, of the criminals who will be coming across the border wholly unchecked. You know, they're not pro-abortion because they love the woman. They're pro-abortion because they're indifferent to the child. They, you know, they don't love drag queens. They don't know the drag queens. They support drag queens entertaining small children because they just don't care about the innocence of small children. The, the woke, by eliminating God, they, they have promised to create a whole new type of human being who will then bring paradise because there'll be no hate in this world. Think about John Lennon's song, you know, there'll be uh, nothing to, to, to kill or die for. But what Lennon left out of the song is there's also nothing to live for and there's no reason not to kill. And if you look at the statistics, suicide amongst the children is, is an epidemic, as is, as is uh, random multiple homicides. You know, we see these in the schools, all the, these, these things never happened in the past. Yeah. You killed people you hated, or maybe you killed people who got you, but, but going out and intentionally randomly killing people for no reason, that is wholly new to the woke supremacist era. This is so important. It's such a such a vital topic. And um, this this book, while addressing the serious discussion of the absurd and, as Evan says, wholly unsubstantiated and extravagantly failed atheist origin myth, it sounds really heavy, but it is a hilarious book. I found myself laughing. And my wife going, what are you reading? I go, it's an attack on the argument that atheists make. And she goes, and you're laughing? I said, yes, I'm laughing. Because that's how you educate people. You get to their brains and you, you entertain as well as educate. Evan Sayet's book, and I'm going to repeat the title again, Magic Soup, Typing Monkeys, and Horny Aliens from Outer Space, is a great idea, not just for you and your brain, it's a great idea for your friends who are like-minded. It's a great idea to give to that maybe slightly open atheist friend of yours to say, hey, just read this. And understand, I'm, I'm going to wrap it up with one great line from the book. And there are many, many, many great lines in your book, Evan. That which did not exist could not have caused its own existence, followed by a well-placed and one of many, duh. It's perfect. <laughs> I, I laughed repeatedly at your book, but I also nodded my head uh, at, the, at the intense research you did to back up all of these claims and arguments against what so many uneducated atheists are trying to sell to us with great scientific and uh, great brilliant quotes. Evan Sayet is his name, S-A-Y-E-T, and the book is available. You can get it on Amazon, and Evan will eat tonight if you order the book. Is that correct, Evan? <laughs> well, it'll take a couple of days to come forward, so I'll, I'll, eat, I'll eat by Thursday. Oh, God, I hope you got some matzo left over from, from, <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> from the holidays. Uh, my friend, I so appreciate your brain and what you're doing. Uh, the last book... You said was an important book. I think this one is even more important than the last book. And, you know, I, I, I do, too, because there are so many people who say that they're atheists, but who have never given God's existence any thought. And one thing you'll notice about the political left, and this includes the militant atheists, they never argue for what it is they believe in the affirmative. And so they'll make fun of what we believe. But then when you ask them, what do you believe? 
they just can say, well, here's that word again, duh. They, they don't know. <laughs> How did the universe come into existence? I don't know. And, and my, my book actually lays out what the latest scientific theories are, and they really do not exist. There are no alternatives to God. It's so well-written, and it's such an important book. I truly agree with your take on your own book. It's an important <laughs> book that people need to have on their shelves and in the hands of their friends. Evan, my friend, uh, can we follow you on, on social media? Where's the best place to see what you're up to? Well, there, there's Evan Sayet. I'm on Facebook, and I'm on Twitter, and there's Evan Sayet, S-A-Y-E-T dot com. And... Uh, you know, I'm, I'm all over, but I've got the easiest name in the world. Say it. S-A-Y-E-T. So if you just type it in anywhere, I'm going to pop up. And maybe I'll see you at CPAC, hopefully. I'll, I'm looking forward to it. I hope so, too. Thank you, my friend. God bless you. Thank you, Mike.